Hello, and welcome to Fireside Chats on the Young Mind. I'm Dorothy Stewart from Old Firehouse School, and I'm here with Alex Dutton, our program director here in Lafayette. Today, we're going to be talking with Lisa Callen. Lisa is from Alamo World Travel, and she's going to be giving us tips for traveling with young children. Lisa has been in the travel agency working with families for how many years, Lisa? Uh, Six years now. Six years Mm -hmm. now, and she has done a lot of traveling herself, so she has a lot of wisdom for Mm -hmm. families who want to go out there and travel with their children. So, Lisa, first of all, what's the benefit even of taking children on your travel trips? Oh, my goodness. Well, I've been traveling since I was tiny, and I I had three kids within 16 months of each other. And I am a travel bug, and I wasn't going to let that stop me. (laughs) So I've traveled myself a lot. But the benefit is you're starting them from a young age, and they get to experience the world. And it, it opens up their mind. It gives them a better sense of the size of the world and the scope of the world. And I feel like it helps them connect to people better, different cultures, different foods, if you're lucky and they're not too finicky. (laughs) (laughs) Sights and sounds. And, you know, the other thing is it is about sights and sounds and stimulus of the senses and different scents and music from different cultures. And The full experience. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it helps their minds grow. And why do you need a travel agent to help you do this? Can't we just plan these trips on our own? Absolutely. You can travel on your own. One of the things that I like to remind people of is as a travel consultant, my job is to make your life, the parent, the families, your life so easy while you're traveling. You've got enough on your hands between managing all the kids. And what I do, what we do in the travel industry is we want to take care of everything so that you feel coddled and protected and taken care of from the minute you step on the plane to the minute you get home. Yes, you can find things online. You could do it yourself. But most of our clients don't have the time. And honestly, there's so many options. How do they know it's the best one? How do they know if it's kid friendly? Is it a swimmable beach. You know, you don't want to go to Mexico when there's a riptide at this lovely beach. Right. You know, so let us help you. We know these areas that you're going to. We're experts in them. That's just one of the reasons. Another good reason is we can get you special perks that you can't get on your own. So if you book something on Expedia and you're not happy with the room, you're pretty much stuck. You know, you're looking over the parking lot. We get you the nice rooms with the nice views and we get you the breakfast included and the, you know, just extra amenities. But it's really, we're meant to be of service and to make your life easier. That's how I think of it. What do you think parents should keep in mind as they leave their home (laughs) to go on this trip? Very good point. I think good trips with kids begin with setting realistic expectations. And this is true of so many things. You hear it all your time as a parent, right? But managing your expectations. If you traveled a lot before you had kids, you were ziplining and scuba diving and hiking and you were going off into cute little nooks and crannies and you were all on your own. This is very different. You have to factor in things like naps. You have to factor in diaper changes. You have to factor in the fact that you're carrying down a lot more equipment you know, baby equipment and toddler equipment, you may um, want to also be aware that as an adult, as two adults traveling, when there was a delay, eh, it's not the end of the world. But when you've got kids, you need to expect delays and be prepared for delays. Keep a loose schedule. That's some of the expectations. I think managing expectations is the number one thing for traveling with kids. 
Yeah, that's a good point you bring up about just even diaper changes and realizing when you're traveling to different places, it's not going to be as easy in some places as it feels like it is, you know, going to public restrooms here and that there's a diaper changing table. Like there are some places where, oh, that's that's not an easy situation. What are you going to do? And um, it's part of the adventure of traveling, of course, but it is something that there's all these considerations that you don't always remember until you're experiencing it and suddenly have to figure it out. Yeah, that is. And uh, you bring up bathrooms, but when you're a a parent of a young child, it's very important that you feel like it's clean and you're right. It's Mm -hmm. it's huge. So it takes a little bit of research and, you know, we'll make sure everyone's in the right places. Well, let's talk about the first leg of the journey, the airplane ride. Yes. Airplane travel. Well, first of all, what I wanted to, I wanted to go over some logistical hints and reminders. If you don't know it already, when you're traveling with children, they all need passports. Even if they're newborns, babies, everyone needs a passport. If visas are required to the places you're going to, they need visas. The passports are good for five years. So whatever is needed for you as an adult, the kids are going to need. Children under two generally fly free on an airplane. If, if your kids are under two, that's a real good portable time. <laughs> well, that's only um, if they're in your laps, right? Right, 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 exactly. Or you can get those bassinet seats. Let us know and we can make sure we get a, a bulkhead. Every plane is different, but some planes have bassinets that lean out oh, of oh. the bulkhead. So it's oh. really important. And I love a bulkhead seat anyway, because then you can put all your mom gear and dad gear out right there as you need it. You also want to be aware of changing time zones and prepare your child. So if you're traveling nine hours, you're traveling from here to Europe, mm-hmm. nine hour difference. Start setting their the nap times a little bit different, sleep times, bedtimes. You have to kind of factor that in. You want to consider things like a sling versus a stroller, depending on how old they are, right? But if you are going to bring a stroller, light. Go for light. In fact, you can even leave it behind in Europe when you come back or wherever you're going. Oh, right. Because it's one less thing to bring back, but bring really light. And don't forget, depending on where you're going, it might have cobblestone streets, right? And strollers aren't necessarily good for that. So you have to have backups. You have to think about this together with the travel agent. Also, when the plane is taking off, And 30 minutes before it lands, you want to have the child, if they're nursing, you want them to nurse or take the bottle. If they're old enough, they can chew on something, if they could do chewing gum, but something to help with their ears. But especially those babies, they have to nurse. We also want to suggest, if you haven't already, get yourself a global entry passport. It's like TSA. TSA pre-check is for the United States. Global entry makes it faster to come back into the United States. Because the worst thing is when you have tired, cranky kids and there's a you line. You have to wait for customers. That's it. Don't want lines. Also, on the plane, bring your own headphones for your child's electronics. If they're old enough and you let them have electronics. And I am anti-electronics for little kids, except for when you fly. <laughs> when you fly... That's when you're going to, woo, thank goodness for the internet. Such a game changer. Um, yes. yes. You load things on in case there's no Wi-Fi or in case it says there's Wi-Fi, but it doesn't work. So you want to pre-download things for your child. But do your own headphones because the headphones that the airline may give might not fit your child. And that um, would be a shame <laughs> if they couldn't enjoy that. The other thing I was going to say is, you know, most young children have a comfort item, whether it's a binky or a blanket or an animal. If he or she isn't going to be carrying it on the plane, keep it in your carry-on luggage. Don't pack anything important because you have to assume, sadly, that they're going to lose your luggage. Mm -hmm. So any medications, of course, things like that, but definitely those comfort items for the babies as well. I always say 
sanitize. You know you sanitize like crazy, but the number one place to sanitize is that food tray. So oh. as soon as you lay down, as soon as you sit down, you sanitize the food tray. Also the arms, you know, the, the armrests. Food tray never gets cleaned. I'll say no more. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Oh, Insider information. Yes, huh? yes. Also on your layovers. If you're not flying nonstop, when you do a layover, I suggest a longer layover rather than one that's too short. It's too short and you've got all the stuff that you're lugging around and you're racing trying to get to a connection, especially in foreign countries. You're not familiar with the language, let's say, or there's a slight delay. I would much rather have a longer layover because then the child can play and run around and get their wiggles out, you know. So I love a long layover. Not too long, of course, but, you know, four hours or three hours instead of one hour and 15 minutes. That's just too close. For grownups, that's too close, especially with kids. I would definitely check the car seat at check-in with the suitcase, but keep the stroller all the way to the gateway, to the jetway, because you might want that if there's a delay and your child wants to sleep, yeah. they can sleep in their in their stroller so, and then just check the stroller right there mm-hmm. at the gate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, actually, that, yes. that made me think of the, when you said car seat. Yes. I know that there are some places where you can rent a car seat, like from the car rental place afterwards yes. also. Mm-hmm. But I know that many people do travel with car seats. Do you mm-hmm. see there's a, a reason for one or the other? It depends on if you're going to drive. If you're going to drive, then you can get one with the car rental company. But if you're not driving, you're going to want to bring it because you might be doing private tours. You might be, right? I mean, you're going to want to go places. Mm -hmm. Uber, and they may not have it. So you do need to have one either of your own or that Mm -hmm. you're renting through the car company if you're renting a car. Does Uber do that? Does Uber give you a car seat? No, I've I've always been worried about that myself. So you you would definitely want to pack a car seat. It's Mm -hmm. just one more thing that you have to lug around. Last other thing that's really, I think, important to making the the flying more manageable and more pleasurable is get there early. Let the kids watch the show. Mm -hmm. And when I say the show, I mean at the seat, at the gate, because there's planes landing and taking off. Who doesn't love planes? Right. Especially kids. There's big, cool trucks zooming around. The planes come close to you. There's just so much going on there. I think it's really, it's a great distraction. <laughs> so I love having that show go on. Definitely pack lightly as much as possible. Well, I was going to say, how possible right. is it when you're when bringing I a say, stroller and right. a car seat? That's not the lightly part. <clears throat> Count on doing laundry there. Mm-hmm. If you need uh-huh. to bring your own little packs of laundry and whatever you like, you know, if your baby is sensitive or whatever, uh-huh. but definitely plan on doing laundry there. Most hotels, Airbnbs, wherever they're staying, they're going to have laundry services. If you can book a hotel with a kitchenette and a pool, that's wonderful. The kitchenette gives you all the freedom to cook foods that you know your children love if you're in a place where they're not crazy about the food or you're not even crazy about the food Mm -hmm. but kids tend to be picky sometimes the other thing is i would set expectations not just for yourself but for your child if they're old enough and you can explain what's going to happen if it's their first trip explain what their behavior is expected to be on the plane no climbing on seats no poking no screaming you know whatever you can share with your child about what they're going to see Mm -hmm. and happen on the plane the more they know the better prepared they are Another thing, on the plane, however many diapers you think you're going to need, bring at least twice as many. (laughs) Good point, (laughs) yeah. Even three. That's fine. When I say pack lightly, I mean for the grown-up side, the clothes. Because <laughs> yeah. you're going to need all of that That's space right. for That's the children's right. thing. Everything. So you want to bring way too many diapers and wipes. Right. Absolutely. You also want to bring a change of clothes for 
each child in your carry-on and empty Ziploc bags because sometimes oh, kids throw up right. or they yes. have a poopy diaper that is explosive yeah. <laughs> and you want to be able to Ziploc that up yeah. and that's good to have. If you can time a flight, let's say a, a domestic flight around your child's nap, that would be lovely. If you know they go down at two, mm-hmm. then fly from 12 to four or something. Maybe they'll get a little nap in too. So we've talked about getting ready for it and what to pack for it. What do you think once you arrive at a destination? Once you arrive, you know, everyone's child is different. Some are more open to new things and some are more into routines. And so you keep that in mind with your child. I love if the child is old enough, you know, three or four or five, give them a disposable camera or an older phone and let them start to take pictures. Very fun. And it's a whole different way of seeing the world. It's good experience for them. I also like to suggest, and this is, it's just a suggestion. You can also use it on the plane if it's an emergency. (laughs) Bring a few small little presents that are Mm -hmm. wrapped up. It's just a a little surprise if they're having a hard day. Your kids have a hard day at home. They're going to have a hard day there too with the time changes and everything. Kids love to unwrap presents, so definitely wrap it. And something small and fun that you know your kids would be surprised by. Wherever you go while you're traveling, ask for kid discounts, child discounts. A lot of times there are discounts for kids Mm -hmm. and you don't want to miss out on something like that. I would plan also, one of the things that I mentioned about when you stay at a hotel, make sure it has a pool. You can make a stop. Kids need breaks, as you know. Make a stop at a playground Mm -hmm. or at a pool and let them just burn out because they're not going to be walking through museums. In fact, you should write off museums (laughs) if you've got young children. That's not what this vacation is about. That Mm -hmm. was the last one or that's in 10 years from now. (laughs) So this is more physical. And if your child is, if you are going somewhere and they're getting bored and antsy, make sure you find out where a cute little playground is or a pool. Activities for children that somebody else does, like the hotel or something? Many hotels have resort hotels, have children's clubs. So what we'll do is we'll find out, depending on how old the child is, they have different clubs. They have teenager clubs. They have babies. Sometimes they don't take until two, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they take newborns up till two, and then they have the two to five group, and they have the preteens and the teens. So most resorts do have accommodations for families, for young kids, so that the parents can have some downtime, some grown-up time. And also pools. You want to make sure when you're at a resort that it's the kind of resort where there's a child pool, kid pools. And then they usually have the adult section over here. You want to make sure you're by the kid side mm-hmm. because they've got lower water and they've got fun things. And Do you find the resorts that have these children's clubs, do you think the quality is good for the young children? We, of course, are interested in quality care here mm-hmm. at Old Fire Health Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in Europe or Mexico, we don't do anything. We do four and five stars. Anything less, especially in Europe. I would never put a client in a three-star. It's not the same as here in America, especially in places like Mexico where there might be water issues. So you want to make sure you're in the right kind of resort. So it's for us, it's all about luxury, higher-end, safety, always safety. So interesting talking to you about this because it does seem like you can do so much of it yourself with reading online reviews and whatnot. But yeah, the knowledge that you have is obviously going to be a little bit more in depth and more personal experiences, I'm assuming, because right. you've also been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why people come to us as well. Exactly that. We've been there. We've been to these places. We also have partners on the ground. Like if you were going to Greece, 
I've been to some of the islands of Greece, but not all the islands. But we have partners that we work with. And let's say you had a family and they wanted to rent a villa on a quiet little island away from the crazy Mykonos and Santorini. I can find that for you. And we just want to make sure it's all about good communication with the family. What does the family want to experience? Do they want that Disney experience, you know, Aulani, you know, what do they want? Or do they want to be off the beaten track? Are they there to relax? You know, it's a big trip going with kids. So we want to set the stage and the more your families share with us or are aware on their own of what they want to expect, what they want to have happen, Mm -hmm. the more realistic their expectations are going to be. So what is the cost, let's say, of having a travel agent be involved versus Mm -hmm. doing it yourself? Good question. Yeah. So it varies. I have a plan to go fee and that's for the work that I do. As an example, if I were booking a family, it depends on what they're doing and where they're going. If they're staying at a resort or if they're going on a cruise or if they want everything all private and planned out. So it could be $75 to plan it. It could be $250 to plan it. It depends on how complicated it is. But what I do is I'm factoring in the fact that I'm doing the research based on what they tell me, Mm -hmm. but then I'm making the bookings. I need to get everyone's passport information. You know, I'm making sure that's in the flight information. I'm trying to make the traveler's life a lot easier. And so there's that work that I do. You know, the more work I do, the more planning I have to do, the more it costs. So it could be 75, could be 250. You know, if it's really long, if it's a three-week vacation, multi-gen, it might be 400 mm-hmm. you know, but that's the exception. So, so, like, if you're planning a vacation to Disneyland, for example, let's say that the family wants a really wonderful Disneyland experience, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, that's something that you would take care of and, yep. and organize. And We can help with Disneyland, we can help with Disney World, we can help with Aulani, we can help with Disney Cruises. Mm-hmm. Nothing more wonderful, I know, than having a little girl see Belle for the first time (laughs) or Cinderella for the first time or a little boy seeing Darth Vader, you know, or everybody seeing Darth Vader, actually. So Disney is really, really popular, but the world is a lot bigger than Disney. Even if it's a bucket list place, they can go to Paris and they can see it as adults but they're there with their kids. Maybe they'll invite a family member who could stay with the child. So invite the mother-in-law or invite the, the auntie and she'll come and every you know couple of nights, maybe they'll have a free night to themselves. So travel agents, I want to go back to the cost. Mm-hmm. Do you get a mm-hmm. fee from the travel companies? So, yes. That, good. Yes. Okay. There's, there's, so that's how that what happens too is wh- another reason to use a travel agency is not just for us making your life easier, but we also get better deals for you. Like I said, you could book a hotel on Expedia, but who knows what kind of room it's going to be or where it's going to be. It's usually just, it's called run of the house. It's whatever they have. But when I book a hotel for my clients, I want to know, do they want adjoining rooms, right? Do they want to be on the same floor? In this case with young children, of course you do. And I get extra amenities. We have breakfasts included. Breakfasts add up. (laughs) And it's so important to not have to think about breakfast because that's the, you don't want to have to get dressed and do all these things to like just get out and get the first meal in your child's mouth. That's right. Hotels with breakfast included are really necessary. Absolutely a must. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For any age, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but especially for families. We love working with families. I love multi-gen. I love it when grandparents can be with the grandkids and have this wonderful experience across all the ages. There's something for everyone. And working with a travel advisor like me, I streamline everything, not just for the whole family, but what if the grandparents are coming in early? Or what if the grandparents are staying longer? Mm -hmm. Or the grandparents are going to go home with the kids and the parents 
parents are staying for like a second honeymoon. Oh, yeah. They've got one person who takes care of everything. So what would you say was your favorite trip to take with children? Oh, gosh. Well, definitely Disneyland. <laughs> you know, when they were real little, there was it's just... pretty magical. Yep. And Legoland. I actually liked Legoland better than Disneyland. It's, mm-hmm. it's less crowded. And it's less crowded and it's more kid activated. Food is healthy. It's just a completely different experience. I loved Legoland. I love anything with the beach. I mm-hmm. love taking them to Hawaii. And when the kids get older and they can snorkel and they see turtles, you know, it's just unbelievable to them. So I, I do love Hawaii. But also if you're going to stay in a place with an ocean, Mexico, Hawaii, Florida, anything. Also make sure you have a pool. Don't mm-hmm. Don't go mm-hmm. anywhere without a pool. For your kid. So for those families who are not likely to take a long plane trip, do you mm-hmm. have any tips for like car trips? Sure. A lot of the bigger trip planning works for road trips as well. Mm-hmm. Lots of breaks. Manage expectations. You're not going to drive eight hours right. in a row. You're going to have to drive an hour. Someone's going to have to make a bathroom right. break. Right? Drive while the kids are sleeping. If you can get the kids to nap, that's make a good the most time of that drive. time. That's right. That's the yeah. time to drive. And then stop if there's a rest stops and a bunch of grass. Bring a football or mm-hmm. a ball or, you know, kick things around or right. Nerf guns and fill them <laughs> with water. You know, whatever it is that'll help wear them out and then they'll sleep a little bit more. You don't want them poking each other and getting, you and know. everybody gets, gets upset and feisty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I know times have changed, but when I was growing up way back in the day, before there were seatbelts, before there were iPads, <laughs> before there was anything like that, we, there were four children in the back seat from our parents, and we amused ourselves by pinching each other until the first person would scream, <laughs> or sp- uh, singing a song that my brother could not stand in his whole life, started to hate after that. So that's what can happen if you don't prepare. But times are different now, and I think Alex has some other hints for you that are better than what we went through. <laughs> well, we. We do a lot of road trips in my family and we've learned over the years, like Lisa was saying, like you, you don't decide you're going to drive five, six hours straight. That's just not going to happen. And in the middle of all the driving too, like besides having things on the iPad for them to do, having a variety of games and a variety of shows that they might be able to watch, we've learned that there are children's podcasts that exist that can be stories, they can be educational. There are lots of really lovely audiobooks for children, like the Winnie the Pooh audiobooks or Roll doll does great one on charlie and the chocolate factory and james and the giant peach and those are really big hits with my children too so varying it up a little is nice it's not that you have to listen to them the entire time you're driving you can mix it up when you can see the children are starting to yell and poke at each other you can put one of those on and it will distract them a little bit and long time ago when i was young and i drove to would drive to disneyland with my parents i thought it was a 10-hour drive (laughs) i just assumed that's how long it took to get there until i was an adult and i did it by my myself, I thought, oh, this is not a 10 hour drive. It's actually like a five and a half, six hour drive. But when you have kids, everything takes a lot longer. It's true. That's true. And remember when we were growing up, we did things like looking for yellow Volkswagens okay. and red cars and punch buggies right, right, and, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Right. So yeah. you could do bingo. You right. can Car get bingo, as, yeah. yeah, you can get as un- um, internet related mm-hmm. as you want. Too. Yeah. Go back to the, the basics, travel games. Right. So. Talking to each other once in a while, maybe. Singing songs singing together, songs, yes. making up not like songs. we did. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> also, snacks. Whenever okay. they travel, have lots of their favorite snacks. And this is especially true, not just in the United States, but especially true overseas. If you've got a finicky eater, and most kids, let's face it, at that age are finicky. They might not want Mexican food or Greek food or Italian food. They want what they like. So mm-hmm. make sure you've got lots of that because there's nothing worse than a hangry kid. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that word, hangry. Yeah. <laughs> and also make sure you bring all the kinds of medicines that you have at home. Mm-hmm. Bring them with you. I've definitely become that parent where I have Tylenol and I have diarrhea thing exactly. and I have a, ready the for cold colds. medicine and I have it all Teething. just because you never know. Yes, yes. And allergies, I'm, upset stomachs, mm-hmm. whatever you could think of that could go wrong right. may. So right. just bring a little packet. And then if you're in a foreign country, the pharmacists there almost always speak English. So mm-hmm. you can, and nowadays you've got translation mm-hmm. things. You can always get things locally, mm-hmm. but you know what works for your child. Right. So bring that with you. Yeah. That's why, again, you're only bringing one change of clothes for yourself. <laughs> That's right. Because you're bringing all this stuff for your kids. That's right. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of this last stuff is things that you should remember your entire life, not just when you have children. Right. Yeah. To travel. That's so, very yeah. true. That's very uh-huh. true. Yeah. And one last thing I'd like to suggest that's especially important for families is travel insurance. Make sure that you get insurance for your for your vacation and it protects you against things like having to cancel because someone gets sick right beforehand whether it's someone who's traveling or maybe even someone you have to take care of Mm -hmm. you know a parent is sick it helps you when you're traveling if someone sprains an ankle on a cobblestone street and you got to get it right things happen it protects against delays if your flight is delayed let's say you're traveling at christmas time and the flight is late and you don't get your next connection and you can't get out till the next day you've got that paid for where oh. you're you get reimbursed for having to right. stay at a hotel and extra clothes if someone loses luggage those kind of things are taken care of with travel insurance. so mm-hmm. travel insurance is super important for just because whatever can go wrong will go wrong <laughs> so, 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 so do you purchase that through what how do you where do you purchase we can that? we can sell it to through you. the travel yeah, agency we can take okay. care of it or okay. if you're on a cruise you can get it through the cruise line mm-hmm. so but it's definitely really important and don't assume that some credit cards have travel insurance for vacations but you need to read the fine print for instance mine has a maximum of fifteen hundred dollars and if you have a $10,000 vacation you're going and taking everybody to someplace that didn't cover it mm-hmm. right so read the fine print on your credit card make sure it's going to cover the value including air everything and if not then just make sure you get travel that's a good that, idea yeah mm-hmm. I think for sure traveling as an adult without children I didn't ever think about but now yeah there's just so many things that can go happen. wrong <laughs> yeah all right well thank you you're welcome okay Okay, well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us today. We know there's still travel in your future, and we like you to think about these things and think about Alamo World Travel when you make your plans. So thank you for listening, and thank you, Alex, and thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.